0: Welcome, Sacramento Soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and in today's episode, we are going to be talking about our amazing 4-0 win last night, which could have been, I'm not even kidding, right? 10-0, because we all know there were posts, there were crossbars, there was everything, right? Even opportunities that could have been goals that just, you know, weren't weren't shot on target. So uh, let's go ahead and introduce our two co-hosts for today, Sharon and Jared. And first let's go over to Jared because we went over to Sharon in the last episode. So how's it going, man? Uh,
1: yeah. Uh man, this, this is definitely a great way to, to bounce back from uh, the heartache from, from Wednesday. So just glad the boys were able to take out their, their pent up aggression against uh, Loudon and convincing manner, but uh, we'll definitely talk more inside uh, further into this episode. How are you doing, Sharon?
2: I'm doing good. You know, it's it'll be fun to review this one because it felt like we were playing the Portland under 23s again, right? I'm sorry.
1: Oh, memories. <laughs>
2: There was no Hayden Sargis to get in our way and to understand how we play. And I forget who it was that said to me in my ear, that goalkeeper looks like he's still in high school, you know, for, for Loudon. But (laughs) at the end of the day, we were able to pull off four, should have been 10 goals, you know, with respect to everything, but it was, it was fabulous. Can't wait to to review it and talk a little bit about the upcoming match on September 18th. Luis.
0: Well, I'm really happy. I'm really glad that I decided to go to the game last minute. Uh, It it wasn't something that I was going to do, but uh, I had a feeling that we were going to have a really good game again, considering we were back home and how much we needed a win, right? Not just because of Wednesday, but because we lost the previous one. And, you know, we're trying to make sure we host the home game in the playoffs. So uh, I I had a feeling it was going to be good too. And I'm actually really happy for Jacker, right? I, I, I mean, of course I wanted him to score first to get a point, but I did say when I did my prediction, I have a feeling the guy is going to be scoring today, right? And and he did, right? We didn't see the Jagger dance. And I think I, I was so happy that he scored that I didn't even think to say, hey, do the Jagger, do the Jagger, right? But hey, I'm sure, sure he have a lot more now that he, you got his first.
2: So hearing his name, Gur, you know, because after <laughs> every goal, whoever scores the goal, the announcer, she says um the first name and then we say the second name. That stadium saying the word gur all together in unison was phenomenal. It was so cool. I've you know, because we've not really yelled his name that loud ever, even in the you know, when we announced the at the beginning, the players that are on the field, this was this was the best to hear his name yelled like that. It was so cool. That was a great experience. Okay, Louise, take it
0: back. All right, I'll I'll take it back here. So uh, before we get started uh, with the show today, I wanted to invite you all to go check our website out, sacksoccerpod.com, your spot to listen to our episodes uh, should you not want to listen on an app. (laughs) You have that opportunity there and also your place to leave us feedback, leave us your thoughts, questions, whatever you'd like. Uh, It's all there. So again, sacksoccerpod.com. All right, let's go ahead and get right into Golazos of gratitude for this match and uh Sharon, let's go with you first what what do you have
2: so big time um to um S- Scott Moak and to Connor Sutton, big time for honoring uh our friend Sean, otherwise known as Crash Kitka, um who passed away earlier in the week i I mean that was the number one um Goloz of gratitude for me was to them for putting together such a beautiful tribute at halftime and for also to his husband Arthur for braving the event and coming out with a bunch of friends including Crash's best friend Craig you know I know they're not going to listen to this podcast but if anybody does you know the it, and if you still wanted to get in touch with Craig or Arthur or any of any of the f- the friends and family, you know you can do that. You can still do that and, and send condolences. But Crash, um, Sean, and our general manager slash president Todd dunovet have a very special relationship because I think it was early on um, Sean had reached out to Todd, and huge golazo of gratitude. This impacted Todd and it permeated through the entire organization, this, you know, cancer, this death from cancer, it, it, it hit harder than many. And I just have to really offer massive respect to the guys for rallying around and treating Sean's passing, you know, with the right type of honor. It was just, I was in tears. It, it, and I had earlier in the day done a trash cleanup, and sure enough, Craig showed up, and so did Crash's husband Arthur for this trash cleanup in honor of, hit, you know, of Crash. And oh, can't say enough about that. I mean, there's so many other people to give Galazes of gratitude to, but those stand out, and that's why I'm going to leave it.
1: Uh, I'm going to try, try to keep it together here, but uh, yeah, I would definitely say uh, a big Galazes of gratitude to. uh, Scott Moak and um, and the Connor for for that tribute. Um, I, unfortunately, I wasn't able to see it on the Fox Forty yet, but I did see the video uh, portion of it through uh, social media. So um, i was definitely great, grateful to see that uh, they're able to pay uh, tribute to, to Sean in that way. Yeah, uh, I think I'm going to leave it at that because. <laughs> Like I said, I'm trying. I'm trying to keep it together. I mean, this this kind of hits me a little personally as well. I mean, I'll I'll just uh, go ahead and take a break here.
2: Hey, and know that we're uh, we're sending you massive hugs through the uh, electronic method. Um, imagine a big old bear hug coming from me to you, and you know, a group hug. I'm sure with Luis involved as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, likewise as well there, and. I, I of course also echo what you mentioned um Sharon too I really appreciated seeing that video shown at halftime and all things that just the club has done for him because we, we remember him as being just a, a major fan of the team right ever since the team started and I unfortunately you know was only able to know him for a little less than a year but you know, I'll never forget the day that you, you, Sharon, told me about him, right? And the fact that he wanted to uh, join our team and he had all these great ideas. And, you know, that's when Republic Jeopardy was born. And especially at a really unfortunate time, right, of the year with the pandemic and all that. And with people, you know, being at home and us trying to find ways to bring some joy to people, right? And especially with players, Uh you know we had a lot of fun doing those shows, and and so yeah, it, it was it was tough, but I, I really do appreciate the team and making sure that they properly honored him. And the, the hashtag is out there, right for Crash, right for those of us who went to the game. Uh, they had it there on on the um, digital board, and I know it's going to be a thing that we're going to continue to mention forever uh, as well and so uh, thank you to connor for for doing that and for uh narrating the video along with that and i also want to say a colossal of gratitude out to uh, jane for uh, giving me tickets yesterday to the game it, it was really last minute that i decided you know what i want to go to this game you know i, I want to go see the team again and i have a feeling we're going to win i just knew it you know i think we're going to get a good win in this one and and just you know she stepped in she wasn't able to go to the game uh along with uh, her husband as well so i was able to get two tickets uh sent to her for me and my dad and you know just the fact that she didn't even sell it sell them to me was really awesome of her to do that right and uh, a really great quote from her right and saying that hey our our policy is if a fan wants to go and we can't go we're giving you the tickets for free right we're not charging for them and that 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 just, like, made my entire day seeing that. And I know she's not the only one that does that. There's a lot of other fans that have done that, right, with some of us. And it, it just goes to show just what great fan community we have, right, that are okay with with doing that and, you know, with passing tickets back and forth uh, without, you know, selling them at all. So huge, colossal gratitude to, to, to her for doing that. Also, uh, one more goes out to you, Sharon, for bringing back that Danny Fathead which was really funny seeing you take a picture of Danny with the head. And then, then of course, I had to take a picture with it doing his, uh, (laughs) his, you know, tongue sticking out and all that. It was a really uh, funny fat head there. Um, And and I think everyone else who also brought the fat heads, I know it's a hassle having to probably carry that (laughs) around, but the fact that you brought it, it's just really funny. And, you know, I, I hope to see more of those at more games and more people trying to take pictures with them. And hopefully the team catches on to that and, they kind of do a little thing with that. I think that'd be kind of funny to do that and let people have some picture opportunities with them. And and then one more, again, out to you, Sharon, for sharing some of those uh, cheese and cinnamon knots, which were <laughs> so good. And I, I can't <laughs> wait to eat them at Pete's, right? Because you said that they're at Pete's. As everyone knows, if you don't know already, um, that is the post-game and also pre-game destination uh, that, that the team has gotten. So, uh yeah. Wait. Thank you.
2: But we got to tell everybody how you went to go get them and how you ended up taking my wristlet because I was too lazy to go get them. Oh, are, are, are,
0: are we telling everyone that? Uh, I don't know. Oh, wait, I thought them, that was a secret. Know, huh? oh, yeah, no. You're not supposed I to say the quiet part out loud. No, I. No, yeah. you must have thought I did that, too. I might have a twin out there. But no, I was in my seat the whole game. I don't, I don't stand during games, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll be quiet. Uh, All right. Well, with that being said, uh, let's go ahead and uh, dive right into this game, right? 4-0, as we mentioned, uh, even just like three days probably ago, we thought we'd be seeing our former Hayden Sargis making an appearance there. But uh, as we were driving to the airport, we end up come to find out that Hayden Sargis was sent out on loan to the team that we would all hope he wouldn't play for. But unfortunately, now that's happening. And that is uh, Jared's neighbor team there, Phoenix Rising. And so, (coughs) yeah, it was a little rough. I I, I was really hoping to see him in this match. But it is what it is. We are still going to see him at Harkel Park. But unfortunately, playing with Phoenix. um, So that'll be coming later on this month. (laughs) Uh, But uh, I know, Sharon, you after you found out that that was the case, you were like, oh, crap, I should have changed my prediction, right? Because now it might actually not be 1-1. <laughs> and, oh, my God. Yeah.
2: You have no idea how badly I wanted to change my prediction to, like, a 3-0 or four zero, 4-0. And then, look, <laughs> <laughs> our team did, you know? Ah, I wanted to change it so bad. But, yay, good on Hayden for getting closer to home, making it easy on the, easier on the family to, you know, see him play home matches for the rest of the season if, you know, he stays there
0: for the rest of the season. So yeah, he'll surely get more playing time. And I know, I mean, Phoenix probably needs all the players they can get, right? Because yesterday they lost against Oakland, which I got to say is karma for what they did to Oakland. Despite the fact that uh, Juan Guerra, right, the former Oakland coach was not in the bench for Phoenix. Funny enough, right? But hey, there's there's karma for you still, even if he's not there.
1: <laughs> although although uh, there had been previous mention, I, I think I may have talked about it a, a couple of weeks ago. That uh, that match, yeah, it was planned that Juan Agüero was uh, more than likely not going to be on the sideline. So it turns out that was true uh, as yeah. far as that goes. So yeah, more uh, more more drama between Oakland and Phoenix. <laughs> yeah,
0: m- more to add to that, but. Um, Going back to this game, too, so first half, as I mentioned earlier, we had two posts, two crossbars, and out of those, I don't know what you guys thought, but man, the the goal that Emil was so close to getting, right, one of those, like, just shots from long distance, right, you see the goalkeeper ahead of himself, and you're thinking, I might be able to get this one, you know, he He doesn't get it, and oh, man. That that shot,
2: it was it was all in. It was all going in, and then even when it first bounced, Luis, remember, we we're like, "Oh, it probably bounced in, didn't bounce in." We we're ho- oh my god, that was so brave and so ballsy for him to do that. That was incredible, and that's what we w- we love seeing our guys do that kind of stuff. Man, that was just that was phenomenal. Oof, I love Emil. I actually love watching him play when he gets to play with Joy. He had.
1: Um, an amazing game last night yeah that that shot of me all that off I, I mean if, if that had gone in and and i apologize for the tmi but he's gonna have to start using a wheelbarrow uh if that shot had got, gone in so i'll I'll leave it at that <laughs> uh some of so my south park uh fans may, may get the reference but uh yeah as far as all these shots off off the uh the metal i mean it sounded like, like maybe a, a Blue Man Group performance with, with all the clangs off the goalposts that we were getting all night long. I even re, uh, reposted my uh, um, uh, my F-word meme, <laughs> specifically with all these missed shots. Well, not missed shots, but shots that just rang off the goalposts. I mean, at, at this point, that's our biggest foe right now. It's, it's not san antonio it's not san diego it's these freaking goal posts they're, they're our biggest enemy right now because this match could have easily been six, seven, eight, no, uh, eight to nothing if it weren't for those shots
2: it's so funny you would say that you're right we would have <laughs> we would have had so the guys had you know how <laughs> after training sessions guys will kind of casually do this thing called you know the goal post challenge you know um, crossbar challenge all that other stuff it's like okay knock it off no more crossbar challenges just don't just don't really be concentrating on the back of the net rattling the back of the net i'm kidding really if any guys are listening to this i'm I'm kidding keep playing the goalpost challenge because that improves your accuracy at the end of the day but like stop
0: <laughs> and the next time it happens they might actually go in even if it's the goalkeeper right <laughs> Yeah, goalkeeper just got so lucky in that one. I just got to say that's that's goalkeeper's luck right there, because that that should have been a goal that was scored. And first half, it was just so unfair seeing the result 0-0. But luckily, at the beginning of the second half, the guys knew they had to get that first goal, because if you don't get it, you risk the chance of getting scored on. And we've seen countless games, right, that happened in past years where We're the team that has more of the possession. We have more opportunities, and then we lose by just one opportunity that we had against, right? But in this first goal, I got to give credit to Luis Felipe. He made it so difficult on them to be able to get the play out, put pressure on them, and then this Sean Brown. I mean, the guy did what we always ask any forward to do, which is put pressure on the goalkeeper the moment he gets the ball because that goalkeeper thought he could be sly, right, and just like. (laughs) <laughs> hide the ball from him, but Deshawn kept putting pressure, and eventually, you know, he got a hold of the ball, and then he got his goal. So, congratulations to him.
2: God, getting having Deshawn score because he was on my short list of guys <laughs> that I was gonna pick because I picked him before, right? You guys know this. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. picked him to score our first goal, and I I'm kicking myself because I I, I forgot he could have been a starter. You know, cause I, I picked Dougie to get the goal, but the, after the whole thing was done, it's like, ah, oh, I forgot Deshorn's probably going to start too. Um, and I'm just so, I'm so happy for him. He's such an unassuming guy. He really is a humble and very unassuming guy. I'm so glad he's, he's on our, on our squad.
1: Yeah, I mean, just, just uh, fr- from the start when we first got him and he he was just putting in the effort le- left and right. I mean, there's was, there was no quit in him. I'm just so glad he finally got to open up his account uh, with Old Glory Red, especially in this manner. The goaltender thought he was going to be slick, but end, ends up screwing up royally. DeShorn just picks up on that opportunity, gets it in for his first goal. So I'm I'm definitely proud of DeShorn for. For this effort and get, getting his name in the books, finally.
0: And I gotta do speak on, on behalf of Sharon because in the first half, she actually told me that she should have gone with Shorn, Right, this is before he scored the goal. Right, and I remember you saying like, "Oh, I should have picked him," and then he gets the goal.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, you know the dude is money. So if we ever have to play rotation, you know I'm not gonna be bashful. I'm I'm gonna need to pick him, Emil. Yeah, and you know what's so funny, Jared? We knew you picked Dummy, right? And the mm-hmm. whole game, the dude was on fire. And it's like I turned to Louise and I said, "He just played a full ninety plus in the Open Cup, and yet he's playing like he didn't just play. You know what I mean? He he looked like he had rested. And it's like, how does he recover that quickly? He was he was on fire. And I warned Louise. I said, Jared could get a point. Jared's gonna get a point because Dami was on fire.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he was pretty close to to getting the point. I mean, that uh, that that definitely uh, could have happened. Uh, but we move on to the next goal, fifty sixth minute. And as I mentioned earlier, the guy deserved it a really long time ago already. But Jacker getting his goal, pulling the shot from outside the box right into the corner where the goalkeeper could never stop it, and. The whole stadium explorer, just like you mentioned earlier, Sharon. Uh, I mean, we were all so happy for him because we we know what great player he is, and just how much he had struggled and not being able to get the goal, and finally getting it.
2: Getting a goal like he did was like having finally uh, not. Do I use the analogy about being constipated? Well, anyhow, um, it was like, you know, that beautiful (laughs) glass of Metamucil that finally took hold, right? He finally got it. But look, he uses his left freaking foot. Which foot is he stronger with? His crosses are all right-footed crosses. He has the right foot, but he uses his left foot. If you look at it, it's Mm. kind of a weird, odd mishit that it, I I don't want to say mishit, but it wasn't like his strongest hit. It was kind of a, slow pokey roller kind of thing but it still found its way in the back of the net i mean he sets up perfectly but it it was an odd strike and he will say the same thing himself it was a bit of a daisy cutter i don't know that that's what he intended to do but when i saw him make that shot it's like ah, oh, the keeper's gonna save that and he didn't it's like way to go jack
1: He's Jack has had so many shots in similar fashion where it's either been a daisy cutter or just some somehow gets centimeters close but then either goes out of bounds or hits the post. But this one somehow, you know, the laws of physics work just perfectly and got it in the goal. I mean, it's I I am happy Jack finally got his goal. I mean, because I have been waiting and hoping that he would get one all year long only to be al- almost as disappointed as Jack had had to have been with those opportunities. But this one finally went his way. So I'm definitely ha- happy for uh Jack that he finally got it got his goal. Uh if it weren't for the fact that um I was where I was at, I probably would have done the uh the moves like Jack or Dance. <laughs>
2: So Luis, we should have a spreadsheet that shows all the players and how many times they were either picked as the first or the second goal, you know, on our little uh, contest, because Jack has been picked numerous times to score, you know, either first, you know, like if he would, saw the pitch or if he didn't see the pitch, you know, he was a backup choice, but we've picked him a lot. And that would be kind of funny to show the spatial distribution of Jack Gert <laughs> in our contest.
1: That yeah, was, yeah. I, I think it would definitely be up there. I mean, as far as that goes, because I know, I know we've mentioned Jack as far as either first or second so many times this season, and it finally happened.
2: <laughs> yeah, who's going to pick Dougie anymore? I mean, you know, he—you just <laughs> never know when he's going to score. And like, I picked him, and he didn't—he didn't score.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see who who gets picked now. But yeah, and luckily he got he got his goal. Uh, put us up 2-0 and uh, then we saw someone else get their goal as well and I felt like for this player he needed to get the goal right especially after what happened on Wednesday Uh, Dan Casey coming through with a header from across from uh, Dami Viader which again we mentioned the guy played all the game on Wednesday and then you know Here he is pulling off really great assists over to a Dan Casey that just, you know, puts himself in the right spot, you know, has the ball where you want to have it, right? If you're about to header a ball into the net and puts the ball right into the goalkeeper's hands, right? But is there for the rebound and that's all you can ask for, right? Especially when, you know, you weren't able to header it, right? But it's like, all right, Make sure you're right there, right? Because the goalkeeper might just leave the ball there and pulls off a high shot, gets his goal. Welcome back to Sacramento, Dan. You needed this.
2: Right. So here's the deal. We were just, we had just completed a set play and our defenders had not worked their way back because we regained possession immediately after the set piece. And so typically all of our, you know, big tall guys uh, end up in the, in the front of the lineup. And this was just a recirculated ball. Literally, we recirculated it because we already had guys up. We had not, you know, the right people up top, um, you know, for continuing. We had numbers up. In other words, we were, and it was perfect. Domi found exactly who he needed. We had the overload on that side that Dan came from, and we also had guys ready to, you know, for the knockdowns, rebounds. Connor Donovan was already up at the top of the box. Everybody was ready to go, so it it ended up being just absolutely perfect. And then the last goal, I think you're ready to show this here, which was so awesome. We love this.
0: Yeah. So Ke- Keiko, who had uh, been subbed in sets up Luther perfectly and Luther had just also been subbed in as well in a excellent one-on-one opportunity for Luther who just finishes it right off to the uh, left post gets the goal 4-0 much needed goal for Luther right I think he hadn't scored in a couple of games as well so we were really happy for him I mean this was a game I think in general when we look at all the goal scorers much needed for them right to regain their confidence to know hey I got it in me. I could still score. Right. And we want that to be a thing, especially as we head on to playoff time, you want to have uh, all the confidence in the world for all the guys who, who can score the goals.
2: So I got to ask you guys, I mean, this was fabulous, but when I saw the lineup and then the seven, you know, the seven field players on the bench, um, I was kind of shocked that who we started, we started some guys who had played 90 just mm-hmm. a few days prior, you know, we had Connor Donovan, we had Dan Casey and both of them said, Oh yeah, no problem. No sweat. No, uh, we're fine. You know, they, they're like so confident in the, in that lineup. And then Domi, I mean, we had starters starting, you know what I mean? The, mm-hmm. the typical, and then to see on the bench, it was like, Oh, you know, they'll probably give some of our, you know, they'll give a break. But when we sat down and we saw, the lineup and then who was on the bench. I think Luis, you and I looked at each other like, are we dreaming Rose on the bench? Shouldn't Mm. he be getting rested? And no, (laughs) nope, nope. And I think I know why it's like, we have a whole week to recover. Mm. So why not let, you know, I, I know Luis Fernandez started, you know, it's just like, it was like magic last night to see who Mark Briggs chose for the 18, the squad of 18. And then to bring on, it was like, you know, poor Lou, They had, they got the hit by the first wave, and then it's like, and hey, now we're just going to throw our starters at you. So good luck with that. You're never going to recover. And they literally was like pinning him down and beating him up. You know, that's what we did to him. And you know, kind of walked away with a heck of a lot more goals. But whatever, it was so beautiful to see the second wave come in.
1: Beautiful, just beautiful.
2: Thanks, Mark Briggs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think what. Most likely what what it was. And yeah, the week the, the uh, rest are going to have is definitely a good incentive. But I think this is definitely a, a good match for them to blow off some steam. I mean, to take out some of that aggression from this past Wednesday, especially some of the start, the starters that had just done 90 minutes a few days prior. Right, like, like was mentioned, I mean, this is their chance to. To, to get that stuffed animal and just punch, punch the hell out, out of them as, as much as they did against Loudon. I mean, treating Loudon like the stuffed animal, just getting set one goal, two goal, three goal, four goals, possibly more if they, if they had just hit the post just right instead of how they did originally. They, it could have ended up being another Oprah goal fest, but uh, <laughs> but still even by this score, I mean, you, you could tell that they were Hungry and this just built up their uh, their um, self esteem. They um, just built the fire back up uh, as it was again. So, this is yeah. definitely a needed match a de- and a needed result for the boys.
2: Go to the beach, guys. You earned it. Just go to the beach, go to Tahoe, <laughs> go have some fun. Oof.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, we did see half of the starters actually uh, start. The game on Wednesday, and when I did my prediction, I actually thought that we'd be seeing a lot of starters in the lineup. And for that same reason that you just mentioned, Sharon, the fact that they're not going to play till next Sunday, right? So why not? You know, the players are going to have a good amount of break, uh, and uh, you know, the team in front of us is not a strong team. This is the match to do it, right? Because we know if we look at the upcoming games, we're going to have some really tough teams up ahead. So if we need to get a good confidence booster, this was the match to do it. And when you talk about, you know, seeing Roro on the bench, seeing other starters in the bench, it does make me wonder, had we not had the cup final, had we had our A-team right on the pitch, this game could have been a crazy goal fest. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> that, right? Especially coming off a loss in Kentucky in the past weekend, Oh, I, I can't imagine just the we would the hunger we would have had after that game, right? And with all the starters, oof, uh, you know, it could have been more. But at the end of the day, we get four 0 win, great for us. And, and Carlos and the gets a shutout. Carlos
1: yeah, it's a shutout. Another one. Another <laughs> one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. He, he gets that, which was much needed for him, right? Because, uh, you know, it wasn't an easy game in Kentucky. And uh, it's, it's good that, you know, we, we see him do that. Let's go ahead and hear what Jacker and Coach Briggs had to say after the match. And we'll be back.
3: Yeah, I mean, obviously it was disappointing on Wednesday. Um, we had to come back and give a reaction and, and focus, obviously, on the league now. Um, and I think 4-0 tells you exactly how our mentality is. Yeah, yeah, um obviously we we rotated the, the, the squad and you know some some key players were weren't playing tonight and I just felt like we needed, you know, to keep the voices going and, and it was just as important to get a clean sheet and to be good behind the ball. Um we were disappointed in the first half. Obviously if it was nil-nil we thought we should have scored a few goals but we stuck at it and, and we done exactly what Mark said at half time to be ruthless in the in their in the final third so... I'm just happy that we got the clean sheet and, and we got the three points. Yeah, like I thought we were in control, but as you know, in this league, it, it can change just like that. Um, so we had to be tight defensively and we had to just, you know, get that first goal. And then and then obviously the, the floodgates would open. But, you know, happy to get my, my first goal as well. I feel like I've, I've hit the bar about 12 times. so And with, with my left foot as well. So hopefully I can get a few more now. It's in the business end of the season, but... Just happy to get three points, four goals and and a clean sheet at home. Yeah, I mean, mentally, obviously, we we knew tonight was going to be tough. Like, we travelled all day the other day. We we haven't really had much rest at all. And I I couldn't believe how my energy was tonight, to be honest, because I put so much in the Wednesday game. And, you know, I'll probably be paying for it over the next few days. But um, rest and recover. And and we want to win a championship. So that's what we're going to try and do.
4: It's obviously a gruelling week after Wednesday with all the travel and the disappointment. To then come back and produce a performance like that at home in front of our fans, uh, it's pleasing and great for great for the guys to to get four goals, keep a clean sheet, and uh, a pretty dominating de- performance. Uh, we we had a conversation um, about obviously everybody will be anticipating we're going to suffer a little hangover uh, from the disappointment of Wednesday night. So let's let's. You know, show everybody that that's not going to be the case and we achieved that one goal which was to do well in the Open Cup and we did better than we ever wanted but our next goal is to obtain a top four finish um, and then once we, once we achieve that goal we'll move on to the next one which is obviously a championship so we're taking it step by step, game by game but really happy with the guys tonight. Yeah, the, you know it's, it, it's it's obviously difficult, and we've had to had to rotate, and we've had to manage bodies, and we've had to utilise every tool that we can to make sure make sure our players are fresh. Um, and the guys have done a fantastic job, you know, to to go to Louisville, and I thought we okay, we lost the game, but we performed extremely well, um, and then to carry on to Orlando and put in the performance that we did, um, and then come here tonight and you know get a four-nil result. Um, The guys have been absolutely incredible um, and we've just got to keep going.
0: So if we take a look at the standings and how they're looking like right now, um, we are still sitting in fourth place with 28 matches played and 46 points. And just above us, you got Colorado Springs with uh, one more game as well as San Diego Loyal with one more game than we do. 51 and 52 points. uh, And so they are just... Five and six points, respectively, above us. But again, having one more game, if we win the next game next Sunday against Orange County, that just puts us two points and three points away from Colorado and San Diego. And let's also consider that we still have to play against San Diego in that last match of the season. So I'm just saying, right, we have a good chance of making it to second place. And I I know Jared, being (laughs) that you mentioned, how bad it is to be in first place and the curse of the first place team. What better way to be in second place and not having the curse, right, to <laughs> worry about? And we yeah. have that
1: chance. Exactly. I mean, all the comforts of a top four finish uh, without having to deal with the curse of the number one seed because that's pretty much all already has been on lockdown for San Antonio for quite some time. But yeah, I mean, the, the fact that we're just inches away from even third and or possibly even second, depending on how the rest of the season plays out, because we already we already finished our series with Colorado. So that was an even split San Diego. Yeah, that's going to be the, the last match of the regular season. And this just gives more separation between us and uh, New Mexico. I mean, now we're four points ahead of them. And then El, El Paso's at 40. Las Vegas, uh, they're, they're holding on to seventh, but it looks like. Uh, it's definitely a logjam for that last playoff spot between Las Vegas, Los Dos, RGV, and uh, Oakland. Uh, Monterey Bay is clawing up there, but I think uh, Phoenix and Orange County—I think they're, they're they're on their last legs uh, this season, wise.
0: Yeah, they're definitely down there too, but it, it's still anyone's game. Though I feel like it's going to be a really interesting close of the season for them, right? As you said, as they battle for seventh and i would even say sixth spot right because el paso is the team that has 30 games played out of all the teams and 40 points so i think el paso gets surprised and they get kicked out of playoffs because there's 34 games they only have four more games to play 12 points you know it's it's not that much too um but as far as us and being able to say we're good with playoffs I mean, you know, if we look at 8th place or, you know, LA Galaxy 2, they have 36 points. RGB Toros, 28 games played, 36 points. I mean, we have a 10-point gap, right, between not being in playoffs, right? And 34 games is the total this season. So we just have six games to play. You know, I think it could be kind of safe to say we're in playoffs now. We're just gonna determine, you know, home not home, you know, how's that looking like? But it it just seems like uh, you'd need a big disaster to not be in playoffs at this point.
2: Uh, I don't see. Don't it.
1: jinx it, sir. Uh, don't jinx it. Don't jinx, don't jinx
2: it. <laughs> I didn't hear what a word he said. I it didn't follow. No, I I'm sorry. I was not paying attention. Husham. Words did not come across my ears.
1: <laughs> Hushums and lip zippers. Hushums and lip zippers.
2: Yes. <laughs> dude don't even jinx stop yeah also you know just so just so everybody knows the next match is a sunday it's at 2 p.m it will be on espn too don't stay mm. home don't watch it from home let your friends that don't live nearby jared watch it from home unless you're planning on making the trip anywho it's a 2 p.m match espn 2 is a tele you know and Let's just show up at Heart Health Park. The weather's going to be beautiful. I'm going to be freaking hung over because of <laughs> what I'm doing the night before. I'm hosting um, my neighborhood's biggest <laughs> event of the year. I'm not hosting it. There's a ton of board members that are going to be there with me, but I will probably be um, not in the best frame, but happy to be at a match because the match always takes our minds off of things that, you know, weigh us down. Soccer hmm. brings us right back
1: up. I think this might be a good excuse for me to visit uh, Perry's pizzeria and tap room here in Avondale given the fact that uh, uh, here here in our house we've uh, cut the cord so ESPN2 unfortunately is not part of our package but uh, Perry's pizzeria does uh, have numerous uh, TV screens so this is gonna be a good excuse to get another one of those uh, sandwiches or maybe a pizza there and some of the uh, La fine du monde which they have on tap so
2: and you're gonna have to beg them not to watch uh, NFL you know, on one of the televisions. So. Oh,
1: God, that's right. That's at 2 p.m. Ugh.
2: Yes. But do you have ESPN Plus? Because, I mean, doesn't ESPN 2 also get streamed? Don't
1: they? Oh, only if you get uh, ESPN as far as your package.
2: Ugh. Okay, fine. Well, good luck. I'm trying to find the game then.
1: Fox 40. Yeah. Well, un- unless ESPN 2 has exclusive coverage of it, but we'll see. We'll, we'll probably know better uh, in not- the days ahead.
2: It's not showing up on any other platform. No fox40.com. It just simply says ESPN2.
0: Oh, ESPN Plus, potentially.
2: Uh, it mean? only mm-hmm. says ESPN2.
3: Oh.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, w- so if you have a, ca- a, pa- a cable or satellite package that includes ESPN, ESPN2, and everything like that, you can still stream it on ESPN Plus. But if you have a package that, that does not include the ESPN uh, family of channels... Then it'll tell you uh, this. Uh, this channel is not part of your package, and it'll just basically black it out uh, fr- from your ESPN Plus.
2: I guess you're listening to it on the radio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kidding. All else fails, I'll I'll follow through uh social media.
2: Ah, <sighs> no, we can't have that. We can't have that. We'll have to figure something out. Well, you know, maybe we can. Uh, anyhow, I'm not going to say what we can do. But you
0: know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's maybe not not reveal the the details on that <laughs> okay. um but yeah so uh, yeah next sunday is the game against orange county last place orange county we should add right which but mm-hmm. we shouldn't take them low because no. they are still trying to make it into playoffs and they still have a shot at getting that seventh spot so let's let's remember that and then vice versa right the following saturday on september 24th we try to play against first place san antonio so interestingly enough <laughs> right we play last place first place but I think the panorama just in these last uh, six matches that we have is looking pretty good for us because we have four home games, right? Orange County, Phoenix, um, Denny B's former Pittsburgh Riverhounds should be a special game for him, and then the last one against San Diego Loyal, and then our trip right away to San Antonio, and then Los Dos is it's in state, so I think you know it's 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 looking pretty good for us, right? Just making sure. We keep being strong at home as we've been this whole season, right? I mean, just one loss, right? All the other ones have been victories for us. So, I mean, that's that's a positive right there uh, off the bat. And so, if we keep it going with that, I think we should be good. Um, but, but let's see how how things go next week. All right. Well, it's time to do the podcast winner dinner, and the standings. Uh, as I mentioned in the last episode. Sharon and Jared got two points. I got zero points, which is good for them. And I'm actually happy for you two getting the points and me not getting anything because that just means we're getting closer in the standings and things are going to be a little more interesting here. This is how the standings are looking like. I have 16 points. Sharon has 11 points and Jared has 10 points. So basically added up together, y'all are a lot more than I am if you add each other up. So Things are looking pretty interesting because you guys are aren't that far from me. If I screw up in one more game and you get two, three points, all of a sudden, we're right there.
2: Excellent. So, so I'm gonna give my, predictions. Pro- my and, prediction is it's a it's a two-o win us and our goal scorers. Uh let's see, I think we're gonna throw not the rotation on initially, although technically we could but why would we because we're now gunning for the cup or for you know the we're, we're gunning for playoffs and all that other stuff so my goal scorer oh, freak Dami I'm going with Dami and if he doesn't see the pitch for one reason or another then I'm going to go with Keiko the team that gets the first yellow card is going to be Orange
1: County all right, I am. I'm going to say three one Republic FC, and I, I'm li- I'm liking uh, DeShorn for for the goal. I mean, he got his first one. I just know he wants to add it to that account. So DeShorn's going to be my first pick. If for some reason if he doesn't go through, Jacker, Jacker, Jagger's going to be my second choice on that. I mean, just building upon the you know, what they built this past Saturday, and first yellow goes goes to a cousin orange. Orange County.
0: Uh-huh. So, <laughs> all right. And for me, I say um, we went 2 1. Keiko gets the goal. If Keiko doesn't see the pitch, then Jacker gets a second goal. And then I also do think that OC will be getting uh, the first yellow card. And I did want to add Sharon and I spoke it at the game. Sharon, you had a particularly interesting potential fourth category to add moving forward. Right. You want to mention it?
2: Yeah. So my, uh, because we never know how many extra minutes will be tacked on in the first and second halves, because we don't know what injuries will occur. We don't know what stupid stuff will happen. Um, so we're thinking, oh, let's see, should we put a thing together about extra minutes added combined first, uh, combined first half, second half. But then, you know, what's weird is sometimes during that, um, you know, the the ref will indicate the fourth official will indicate stoppage time, but sometimes there's even additional minutes because of crap that happens during stoppage time. So Luis, I don't know that that's a valid way to do it. I mean, is it just simply what the ref called, you know, because if weirdness happens during stoppage, then it could be even weirder. So I don't know, maybe I'll, I'll think about that. Maybe let's not do that yet.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, we can do that as well. Uh, But again, as always, If there's any ideas you two have on a fourth category, then I could do that if we want to, you know, make things a little bit more interesting uh, as we get closer to the end of the season. And I should add, just in case anyone didn't hear uh, months ago when I mentioned it, we're going straight into playoffs and the contest will still continue until Sac Republic ends playoffs. This is going to keep going.
2: Until Sac Republic takes the crown.
0: Yeah, exactly. until the championship. Yeah. We'll be giving our <laughs> our predictions of the championship match as well. <laughs> um only if Sac Republic is in it, I should add. It's not like the contest will keep going after that. But if you guys want to wanted to keep going after that, then I'm more for that <laughs> as well. Um even if I'm winning, I should add. So
2: oh you're funny. Uh
0: any last final parting words before we say uh goodnight for tonight? Hashtag for Crash. Hashtag for Crash. I'll, I'll echo the same thing as well. Hashtag for Crash. If anyone uh, posts any tweet about Sac Republic and the games, uh, please put the hashtag there. We want that to uh, be a thing throughout the season um, just to remind us all of how amazing person Crash was to us and all the things that he did for this club and you know how he, he serves as an inspiration to all of us fans to continue to support the team out there and um, also a reflection of how much uh, our team cares about all of us, the fans and how they take note of our support uh, each and every week. When, when we go to games. All right, everyone. uh, Thank you so much for listening to our episode tonight. And we'll see you next Friday on our town hall live show. As we preview the upcoming game against orange County and be on the lookout on social media for more details on that so you can find out and you can tune in and be a part of that as well have a great night everyone and as always vamos republic
2: oh cue the music right welcome second i think i just got whiplash you didn't know you were gonna like start
0: (laughs) real quick boom 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 yeah it's like you know we, we we have to we're down okay. 2-0 we have to get a goal
2: i have to shut up okay shut up shut up